Everyone, welcome back to the 307 Podcast. We've got the full team in-house today. Um, I'm finally getting out of my river depression, so I'm going to try to do my best to send a good podcast for you guys. This is going to be my favorite type of episode, which is a Q&A, where we get to interact with you guys and the questions that you sent in on the 307 Project Instagram page. Like I said, it's my favorite type of episode because there's actually some interaction that goes on here. This episode is brought to you by Hoist, our hydration partner here at 307 Project. We've been using Hoist now for a few months, and it works outstanding to keep you hydrated, to keep you going, especially in this hot Georgia heat, right? Uh, Hoist is more than just a beverage. It's battlefield proven, son. IV level hydration. Trusted by soldiers. Yes, Hoist is a is a huge supporter of the military. And actually the first time I saw Hoist was in a NEX, which is a gas station on a Navy base, right? Um, and so we love them for that too. Hoist absorbs instantly and replenishes your body immediately to keep you powering through to the next objective. Yes, I would agree with that. Ingredients, water. Cane sugar, citric acid, um, chili. Give, give it uh, to you'll, me. you'll have to pronounce the rest of give these. It to all me. right. Essentially, it has all the uh, the the calcium, potassium, magnesium, all of those things that you need, your body needs to rehydrate itself. Right. Sodium. How much sodium does this have? Four hundred and thirty milligrams. Is that good, chili? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Most, so, most don't have hardly any. It's a heck of a lot better than uh, your other sports drinks that people use to rehydrate. And um, it doesn't have any preservatives in it, which I like that too. If you open this stuff up and then you leave it sitting around for a while, if you open it, drink it, man. Your body needs it, all right? Um, because it will go bad because it doesn't have preservatives in it. And it's a BPA-free bottle. I kind of like that too because I tend to let things sit in my hot vehicle for long periods of time. And every time it's a plastic container, I get kind of worried about what I'm drinking. Phthalates. Yeah, don't have to worry about that with Hoist. So um, check them out, guys. They're an awesome company with awesome people. You guys know we vet our partners here at 307 Project, and we are very, very picky about who we partner with. Hoist has actually been one of the best partners, easiest to communicate with, work with. Uh, that we've ever had here at 307 Project, and their product is absolutely amazing. I have to mention, too, this stuff tastes awesome, all right? Tastes really good, which matters because when you're hot, cold, nasty, it's nice to get something refreshing that actually tastes good in your mouth. Check them out. Thank you, Hoist, for sponsoring the 307 Podcast. Go and get you some at drinkhoist.com. I'll attach a show note, uh, a link to their website in the show notes of this episode. And a coupon. Yeah, a with promo. a discount promo code. Coupon. We we love us some hoist, man. They're awesome. All right. Uh, there's been some dispute about how to do this podcast today. What I have done is I've went around the horn, and everybody has picked one question. And then at the end, we'll do some rapid fire if we have time for it. So, first of all, we need to talk about Team PT this morning. Uh, Team PT. I liked that PT. Did you guys... I did. That's yeah. pretty good. I thought it was a pretty challenging PT. All right. It was a four-mile timed run. The reason I I like four-mile timed run is because I'm a little nostalgic. Four-mile timed run was our standard in the SEAL teams. We had to do four-mile timed runs once a week, all three phases in BUDS, and each phase, the time went down. So I think first phase was 32 minutes. Second phase was 30 minutes. Third phase was 28 minutes. 
in buds. It was four nautical miles, and it was also done in boots and long pants. And they wouldn't let you run down the beach, you know, right there where the surf's breaking on the water and the sand's nice and firm. They wouldn't let you run there. They made you run up on the beach where the sand was super soft, okay? And so I like the four-mile time because four miles is long enough that you have to be a little strategic. Chili, you were coaching me on that day. You said, man, you got to learn how to pace yourself better because in four miles, you can blow yourself out in the first two and a half miles, and then you're just screwed. Well, yeah, you go out too hard on everything. I, I'm working on that. Well, good. Right now, I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I think I've outgrew running. I think I made that comment too soon. I've actually been enjoying running. I've ran every day now for the last 10 days. I've been averaging about 10 miles a day. And um, it's really, I forgot how much running does for me mentally. If you guys don't know, I'm a freaking weirdo, man. I'm all screwed up in the head. And um, we, you guys attest to that? I agree. Okay. Yeah. No, you're just different. Yeah. I'm a, I'm pretty weird. And so running helps me sort this stuff out. And I had I, I was kind of in a bad place the last couple of months, and I've started running again, and it's it's helping, helping me a lot. So I'm back to running. And plus, Chili keeps beating me in all these daggone challenges. And I'm sick of it. He's getting way, he's beat me in like the last, I finally won a challenge yesterday. Yeah, don't tell him what it is. Yeah, this is all on the Chad and Chili show on YouTube. I finally won one yesterday, but you know, uh, Chili, well, it's one of them he's been winning and, and he gets ones. way too cocky, right? So the old bull has to get back tuned up in fighting shape so that at least I can keep my young Padawan humble. Um so, but don't think you're going to catch me running. Four mile time run. My time was 25-24. What'd you get, Chili? That's hard for me to believe. I just tempoed it. Yeah, what was your time? I don't know. 24. 24, like 24-20, yeah. you said, right? It depends on where you wanted to stop it. Okay. So, 24 to 24-20. <laughs> what was your time, Blake? 35-20. Or 30-20. 30-20. 30-20. pretty good for... Kind of a old guy with dad bod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah. Uh, what the heck, man? 20 seconds and you could have been under 30 minutes. Hey, you couldn't I, have put out for 20 freaking seconds, What the man? heck, man? What was yours? 30 seconds and you could have been under 25? My goal was to be under 30 today. Well, you sold yourself short. You beat it by five minutes. What the crap? Well, I just was doing a tempo and I started out not even doing that i was trying to pace you and then you just fell off yeah well you've had coronavirus so you you'll you'll take a little time to recover from that i expect i know you'll be faster next time why do you keep That's saying that krista what was your I, time no i haven't i don't remember <laughs> 37 like, i don't know whatever blake 37 said 10 37 10 yeah. you you crushed you said uh, your goal well, yeah you said mm -hmm. your goal was sub 40 well yeah because i was setting the bar pretty pretty low <laughs> No. But I did, but I, I met my goals, I guess. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, after that, we did two, no, we did 100 push-ups. Mm -hmm. Boy, Krista, you were making a lot of noise over there on those push-ups. <laughs> what I, happened to you on that part? You, you were like way behind. Took you forever to get done with that stuff. I was a whole, I ran a whole lap before you even started your run. It did take a while. Well, I that mean, was sad. 
Well, look, dude, if I would have started right after I finished my run, I would have destroyed you. That was sad. That means you had longer time to recover. You had five more minutes to recover. No, I ran Chris's last lap with her. That While was, you guys go around. ahead with the rest of it, I just wanted to say what your performance on that part was pitiful. Crystal was making a lot of noise on them push-ups. Were, were you was feeling? I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of it. Every time you get up, you'd be like, "Oh, ugh. yeah," <laughs> shaking out my arms. I didn't hear it either. It was hard for him, so know, he's portraying I, it to you. I know I was making noise on those sit-ups because those those were burning. Yeah. <laughs> After we did our hundred push-ups, we did two hundred sit-ups, and then we did two hundred air squats, mm-hmm. and then we finished with a one-mile run. So. You did do good on 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 those exercises, Blake. I come in. I didn't bad. do good. You just did bad, and it made it seem like I did good. <laughs> well, I figured I beat you so bad on the run, I'd let you feel a little bit of confidence. I don't in feel that. any confidence in it, and I still know that I did bad. Why you been Why you been that way, man? You've been making fun of me all morning, Blake. You're it, on the offensive today. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, me and Chili stayed up last night pontificating about the nature of God, the Father. And we've come to some wonderful, uh, insightful conclusions. Don't lump me in and, that. Uh, and, and I tried to share it with you today, man, and all you've been doing is, is making fun of me. Well, not only... What the crap, man? Chili's not the only one who has to stay humbled. I see you come out of your rut, and I don't want you to soar too high up into the prideful, so I'm trying to beat you down a little bit. You got to, no. I mean, we got to keep you down, down on earth, you know? Whatever, man. <laughs> Chad acts like he's ascended to heaven and talked with God for an hour and came he figured back down him out. to share the stories. <laughs> he figured him out. I'll tell. I'll tell you guys. I'll, I'll tell you guys. Look, I. I and, and this is actually one of the questions that came in. Kelly sent in a question that said, "Are you ever going to do a podcast series uh, talking about the Bible?" And actually, I'm going to do. I want to do that on YouTube. I want to do a series where we go through and talk about. Um, parts of scripture that are largely misunderstood or maybe hard to reconcile with. And by no means am I saying that I'm going to draw some conclusion that hasn't been already brought to light or, or even that we'll draw any conclusions at all. But I want to do a series where we go through those aspects of scripture and we talk about those. So I do want to do that on YouTube. So that's the first question we answered right there. Um, well, you're, you're going to actually answer more than four. You said you wanted this to be interactive, yeah. but you actually don't. You want to pick about three of them and then answer. No. Q&A is supposed to be to answer them We're all. We're going to do your rapid fire at the end, dude. No, I'm doing that in mine. Okay. You time how long yours takes for one question. Okay, when we get to you, we'll start the rapid fire. All right. All right. Krista, let's go ahead and dig into this. What's, your, what's the question that you chose? The question I chose is, what is your spirit animal? Something non-political, non-controversial, <laughs> just basic. Who'd that come from? I think uh, it was I Kelly Wyman. Give her credit. Kelly? Oh, yeah, that yeah. was. Dang, yep. we answered two of Kelly's questions <laughs> on here. Yeah, that was. Kelly. Already. Good question. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what's your, what is it? I think my spirit animal is the honey badger. What is a spirit animal, anyways? It's the animal that your personality most identifies as you know it's yeah. like yeah it's what animal like shares think, the characteristics characteristics of, like so if you know like a honey badger characteristics how they're perceived and maybe perhaps real too very tenacious um, persistent small but feisty 
actually pretty intelligent for their size, um, creative problem solvers. Um, if there's something they want to achieve or get at, or um, then they kind of attack and go after it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's probably my spirit animal. You're probably right. They're also hard to get on camera. Honey butter. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> then not that's totally my spirit Very animal. few people <laughs> have footage of honey badgers. And that's perfect. Yeah. It's like Tyran Matthew. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, yeah. uh, okay, honey badger. Um, Blake, what, what's your spirit animal? <laughs> I'm thinking like a... Well, we might have to help him with this, Shelly. I'm thinking maybe I'm like a honeybee. We're just always doing things, and if I need to strike, I can strike real hard one time, but then I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm done. Do they die if they if they sting you? Yeah, honey, really? yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah, it's rough. Okay, I'm good for I'm good for one hard strike. I, I just other than that, I just keep, kind of stay steady. I would see that, yeah, and they're always working. You're always yeah. working on something. Yeah, thank goodness, making that honey. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, what what would uh, there there are a few animals that I identify with. You'd like maybe a granddaddy long leg. Uh, no. Um, I figured he'd say owl. Well, no. that that's 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 one. Of, if I if I had to go to, there's there's really three, but I'm just gonna choose one. Um, mine would be an ant. I'm an ant. You bite the bugger out of somebody, won't you? <laughs> you, you? You know what? You 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 know how a dang ant would just it just bite you for no reason. Just come up on you and just bite you for no reason, man. Well, it's probably not a reason to you, but they have a reason. No, huh? An ant's not just gonna crawl on you and just all of a sudden bite you unless you've done something to it. Oh no, ant you're wrong. Man. You're wrong. They, they they will just bite you for no reason, and and also they're uh, they work they they're really hard workers, but they're kind of mindless workers, you know. That's kind of how I am. I just tote I I can just tote the weight, but don't ask me to do QuickBooks or anything that actually um, keeps things really going in a technical way, you know. So yeah, I'm an ant. What are you, Chili? Y'all know I ain't got no spirit animal. What would Chili be? I knew he was going to say this. He's so lame. He won't ever admit he's got coronavirus or any of that. So. That's um, why would, would he keep? Why what? would he? What would possess someone we're to gonna keep ha- saying that we're someone's gonna sick have, when they're not? We're going to have to assign Chili a spirit animal. Yeah, he's not going to play. Well, I mean, play. I don't. I will say, you know how um, a duck gets out of the water and the water just beads off of them they don't get wet i do that i was thinking kind of like a praying mantis you know how they're kind of just like odd they're just how they move and the things they do if you watch them mm. they're just real odd i was observing a praying look. mantis the other day i think that's it he bowed up on me yeah yeah they're just real odd they don't you know they kind of there's just seems like they're doing bug-eyed. things for no reason mm-hmm. they're bug-eyed real mm-hmm. skinny you ever notice Chili's a little bug-eyed? Oh, yeah. Yep. He's mantis-eyed. I bet the listeners would have some good ideas about Chili's spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, if you're listening, maybe you could meme us uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. Yeah, somebody meme Chili's spirit animal. We're we're going... I, I like that, Blake. That's a good selection of mm-hmm. praying mantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
But what? those are, they're dangerous though too. Well, no, you act like I didn't answer the question. I I ain't got one. Y'all can keep pontificating. Brain, brain fog. No. It's a side effect. Um, <laughs> you know, when Chad learns a new word, he yeah. just says it over and over again. Yep. The other day it was vex. <laughs> he said that about 10 times oh, in learned, one sentence. Learned vex. Yeah. yeah, well, I think he just learned just now what an EMP is. Yeah, and pontificate, he's learned that. No, I actually have a large vocabulary, much larger than y'all's, but I usually try to hold back on it because I know you won't understand what I'm saying. Somebody uh, on YouTube. So I just release one one big word at a time. Somebody from YouTube sent an email and, and offered Chad some corrective uh, criticism and told him he should expand his vocabulary and take out <laughs> words like man and dude and replace them with intelligent words and it would make Come him on, seem that's more that's just the way you talk. That's just his vernacular. I like, know it. People, man. I, I forgot to share with you guys the first rule of using social media or YouTube or, or any of that stuff. The first rule to using social media, period, and YouTube is a form of social media, is you ha- you must not give a literal crap about what anyone says on there. Comments, says, does. You guys know well, how... You struggle with that. Yeah, you guys know how in the morning when you go in and sit on the toilet and you take a dump, right? A and literal You take dump. your morning crap, all right? Some do. I, all right, you go in there and you do that, and once you once you're done... What do you, what, how much is that turd worth to you? What do you do with it? I usually look at it, <laughs> make sure nothing's wrong with it, then I flush it. It's, it's not worth anything to you, right? You just flush it down the toilet, right? You want to get rid of that thing. All right. That is, you should care as much about what people say or comment on social media as you care about that turd that's in the toilet. That's how much you should care about it. And that's your first rule of social media. And you're exactly right, Chili. That's something that I struggled with in the beginning because in so I thought I thought generally people just had some sense about them. So I thought, well, I mean, maybe I should take input from these people or at least see what they think about what it is we're doing or the comp because I I I am very naive in that way or was. So when I was growing up, I was around men that were the best men on earth in terms of in just intelligence and working hard and being able to solve problems. Everybody that was around me when I was growing up, everyone that, that I worked with, that were, they were my life, right? My people in my platoon, uh, everybody at the team, those guys were my life. And so I just came out of the Navy thinking, well, Everybody's like me. And not that I'm perfect, right? But we all kind of thought the same in that environment, in that community. And so I had to really come to the conclusion that that is not the case. Well, we've talked about this social media stuff a ton. I mean, I'm glad you've come to that conclusion. That is the, it's the number one rule. If you don't get to that point, you will drive yourself insane. Well, people will drive you insane because they're literally, oh, I don't want to be mean on here. I'll just shut up. Well, there's so many, 
I mean, there's so many. When you reach an audience of that size, there's so many different opinions and input that you're getting just pulled 500 ways if you follow everyone. Look, man, we've had this conversation a million times. People, most people care what other people have to say. Yeah. Most people are going to read a comment that's positive and get way too happy, and they're going to read a comment that's negative and get way too upset. I don't know how to fix somebody that actually cares about that stuff. My recommendation would be to not care. But if that's not who you are, then I don't know that you're going to not be able to care. You ain't going to make it. I mean... You ain't going to make it. You know, and so... So we appreciate your comments, but we do not care. Unless we actually know you, right? Unless we actually know you and value you as a human being, I freaking don't care. Well, if you go through and read them and then you get fired up about them, you do care a little bit. I mean... I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. Well, Well, even if you read them, you care to some extent or else you wouldn't read them. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. No. Okay, that's the number one rule. We got sidetracked on this Q&A. What the crap, man? Blake, did you pick a question? I mean, I guess I might answer a couple of them quickly. Um, The 50K. I'm going to answer this one because I'm tired of people asking. We're working on putting on a race in November. I don't know what the format is or where it's going to be. Somebody else is helping us put it on. So y'all just stand by. When it's out, it's out. We're working on it. It's not going to be a 50K, though, unless you make it a 50K, maybe. Yeah, well. Hey, look, we love putting on the, the race last year was a powerful experience for everybody i think that participated and it's not because of us um we were just we obviously the presence of the holy spirit was there at that event with us and it made it into a powerful event for everybody involved all right we love that but we are not race directors Okay, that's not how we make our living. So we want to do another race, guys. And we are, like Blake said, in the process of trying to make that happen. But understand that is not our priority here. Yeah. I'm just being upfront and and and. Well, there's been a lot of challenges too. Yeah, we've tried. I mean, we and hit a bunch of yeah. things we didn't last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, you could you could you could surmount all of those if you were a race director, and it was literally like, okay, I have to well, put on this race. Well, we're working on it. I have I mean, to put on this race, or or I don't get paid this year, right? Yeah. So we are we are a training company. That's what we're we're not a race director company. So yeah, I talk I, I talk I, mean, I talked to a, a private landowner this morning about having that on private land. Yeah. Because I'm sick of dealing with government. Yeah, you, that's what's been the biggest problem. Yeah. 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 Well, so and, if, and if we put on another race, yeah, I think it's, I, if we, especially on private land, it may be a simple format, but man, if we can put on an event on a private piece of land, dude, we're going to have a band out there. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have a fire. It's going to, it's going to be like an experience. Well, I kind of like the new idea. It would be more intimate anyway. Yeah. Of the, I agree. That format and everything. I mean, I think it's, it's just about getting these people together more yep. so than any distance or any way of doing it or anything else. So we'll try. Yeah. And I think maybe I said, uh, I'm tired of seeing the questions. That's probably not correct. I'm, I like to see the questions cause it shows that you guys want to be here and participate, but I just can't answer all of them. So yeah. here's a blast out to all you who listen to the podcast. 
And I guess the other one I'll answer was from uh, Jay Wade. Mm. And uh, he was just asking what our plans are for the next one to two years. And a lot, you know, I guess I can answer his question without answering it because a lot of people ask us, like, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? I remember sitting down with people kind of at the beginning of 307, and they were like, you need to come up with a long-term plan. And, you know, we we might look maybe six months out, if even that, you know, just as far as planning courses. But even the courses we, we release, you know, we release them in three- to four-month blocks. And, um, you know, all of that is just kind of done – Partially, probably because Chad's not a planner and he has to be on board with things. But another part of that is that um, I don't have to be on board with things. I just do what I'm told around here. Yeah, but if you're not, don't want to make something Unless happen. Unless I don't want to do it. Yeah, then it's not going to happen because you just hinder it and you start some other crap in the middle of it, and you're like, "Oh, let's do this," and I we're told, like, "We're working on this." But I let told me finish, you guys. I was crazy, man. But you know that. So that's half of it, and then the other half of it is that really. I think it's we don't control anything, so it's hard to say this is what I want to make happen in five years. I mean, that's a big window of time, and to say I'm going to work toward that, and it really gives you some tunnel vision. I think it you lose um, opportunities that could come up because you're so focused on making your plan happen. And for us, it's been good to to be able to look, you know, maybe four to six months out and say this is what we want to do coming up. And this is kind of where we're going, but if something else comes up, then we can just shift and move right on. And we've been known to shift around. Um, Krista's seen us <laughs> shift around probably <laughs> two or three times from the amount of time she's been on the team here. So, um, so yeah, Jay Wade, that's the answer. That's well, the answer I can provide to that question. And, and let me tell you guys, if you have a business, don't use that model. Okay, don't use our model. Okay. Well, you can't uh, say two or not to. I mean, well, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. L the reason I say that is because the fact that three of seven project exists is a miracle. I, I don't know if you could call it. A, it's 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 divine intervention that three of seven project exists. I promise you. All right. The way that this team operates would uh would not work. <laughs> for you if you're producing a product or, or something like that, right? I, maybe it would, but... It's it, not set up it's, for financial... It, it's not tra the traditional way, yeah. all right? I say it's divine intervention because there has literally never been a plan from, from day one, just like Blake just said a minute ago. It is us simply thinking, listening and thinking of ways that we can help people and then us acting on that. So that changes. That constantly changes. We're on the river. We're reading the river as we paddle <laughs> pretty yes. much. Yeah, so, that's exactly right. Yeah, making decisions as we see what's ahead. Yeah. What do you think, Chili? I think with any business, including this one, you need to continually strive for a better Chad's favorite word, balance of that, because with literally no plan ever, 
you 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 fly by the seat of your pants on everything. Well, you're reactive to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. and you don't you can't be totally reactive like that, or else. Well, I guess there is a plan. You're man. aimless. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is we do it more in terms of like, oh, what's your five year plan? What's your ten year goals and plan? And we just do it way closer, mm-hmm. way yeah. shorter term. Yeah, I and, don't think we look much ahead of six months. Which, yeah, I mean, the plan is to continue to develop ways to help people. Yeah. To me, to me though, doing it that way is and glorify more, God is more like how you talk about breaking down a long race. Is you know, if you look at if you're running a thousand miles or paddling a thousand miles, are you thinking about? I mean, you have to work back from somewhere. Maybe it is from the very end, but you. Once you start, you don't think about the end. You're thinking about the next objective. And then you get to that point, and it's like, all right, we'll hit the next one, then the next one, then the next one. It's kind of the way that we we do this. Yeah. And, you know, just like if you're doing a race like that, something's going to come up that you didn't expect that kind of diverts you off of what – if we decided what we were going to do in five years from now, something's going to happen that changes that plan. It will happen. So when you don't ever think that far ahead, we're ready for any change. Yeah. We can move and pivot really well. Adaptability. Mm. You need more of it, <laughs> and the team needs as much of it as we can have. Well, and if you get, you know, for me personally, those long-term plans, they can become overwhelming when if you think on them too much and it's like, Man, I got. I'm trying to make this happen. I'm trying to make this happen. So to be able to hold on loosely to a long term plan or goal, and then say, "Well, right now we're just going to do this." Well, our long term goals are more broad. Yeah, and I like that. I like longer. The longer term the goal is, the more broad it needs yeah, to be. The be. shorter term, you get way more specific. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how it's done. And then you slowly chip away at all of it, yep. and you never get too overwhelmed. You hit each checkpoints. When you get diverted off of it, you can pivot really easily. And you also never arrive. Well, that's if you the got thing. a five-year goal, then if, if, if you have a finite long-term goal, a really specific long-term goal, you will assume that when you get that, you will be you have arrived. Mm-hmm. Trust me, man. There ain't no freaking finish line to nothing. That'll be the decline of you. There ain't no finish line to nothing. It it goes back to the very name of three of seven project that we. That's why we called this a project is because it is something that we, it can't be sold. It's just this thing that we will continuously build upon and innovate and make better. It's, it's a constant project. It never ends. Well, do you know how boring stuff is that's definable? Like sometimes you give yourself a hard time because three of seven project is hard to define. Dude, stuff that's easily definable is boring. Yeah. Like, it's hard to define because we got a lot going on, man. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's a good thing for, yeah, for me. It keeps it fun. Keeps it interesting. All right. Okay, the question I've, I want to talk about is from Doug Moore. My man, Doug. Really great guy. Um, we got to spend time with Doug out at the Proving Grounds and sticker club member yes <laughs> and i think doug is signed up for the basic course is he blake uh or maybe it, not this upcoming yeah, round. i know he wants to come out on mm-hmm. one yeah all right doug this is a great question what's a practical way to stay positive 
in a predictably broken world? I love that question, Doug, because you're exactly right. What a predictably broken world that we are living in. That's the answer. Look, everything is leading to an end, right? So everything that has been created has a beginning since we live in time, and it will have an end, all right? So everything is predictably leading to the end. That is scriptural. That's what we know about this. Um, So the great thing is, Doug, the great thing is there is a part of you that is eternal. So how to stay positive when predictably everything tangible thing that we have in this realm that we live in is leading to an end point is to focus on the part of you that is literally eternal, all right? And that is your spirit, right? I talked about on Resurrected just the other night. I talked about how I consider death very often. And sometimes in in what many people would think would be very morbid terms. In other words, I think about and the people around me and see them as living beings, but then I consider that that body will be left as a just a rotting piece of flesh uh, at some point, right? Um, and when you think about that, when you think about death and, and the think about everything has an end physically and, and everything that's happening is leading to an end. Well, man, it's easy to get really, really down on that. It's really, it's easy to get really, really depressed and just, you, you come to the same conclusion that was reached by, was it King Solomon? Was it Solomon that said everything is meaningless? That's the only conclusion that you can come to. Everything is meaningless until you f- until you remember what Christ has given you with literally without the victory that Christ has given you over death eternal condemnation the grave sin without that victory yes i agree Everything is absolutely meaningless. You might as well be depressed. You might as well just live and say, what the crap am I even trying to do anything for? All right? The only way to stay positive in this predictably deteriorating world is to look unto Christ and remember the promises that he has given you, the the eternal life, that he has given you, and focus on that. That's it. That's the only thing that freaking matters. If that wasn't available, we would all be screwed. That's how I stay positive in a predictably broken world. I just shift my focus back to the fact that, oh, wow, all this is ending? Oh, that's fine. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Isn't it interesting how he asked the question? How to stay positive in a... He didn't say how to stay positive in a broken world. He said how to stay positive in a predictably broken world, which which indicates that 
he has a point of view on what is happening and what is unfolding and why it's unhappening. He believes that this is predictable. He's basically saying that this has been told that this was going to happen. So how to stay positive in it. He, you know what's happened. I mean, it, this has to happen. Yeah. Like, it's not catching you off guard. And it and it doesn't even matter. I mean, yeah. Does, like, uh, all this self-help stuff, all, any any self-help outside of the, the, the foundational knowledge and relationship with Christ and the gift that he offers to you, all this self-help stuff, all it's going to do is offer some temporary relief. You're eventually going to just come to the same conclusion that, well, everything's meaningless. Self-help. So, yeah, it, it's all pointless. It's literally pointless. Help yourself. So, what do you <laughs> think, Krista? Um, I think my mind went to just the reminder. I think, you know, Jesus <clears throat> reminds his disciples when he leaves them that he's going to be with them. And so, I think a lot of... Um, I think what you said, the object uh, that you're you're looking at, looking toward what your focus is throughout your life, no matter what's going on around you and what you know is to come that, that isn't going to be pleasant, isn't going to be whole, what you're looking at is really important, um, where your focus is, where your gaze is. And so I think that can very much impact you and your outlook um, and your spirit. I think also just the promise that Jesus would be with us, that his spirit would be with us and in us, and um, that that we're not walking in this world alone. That I think sometimes despair and a lack of hope can come when you feel alone and you feel that loneliness. But um, I think what gives me hope and encouragement is the awareness that I'm not alone, that, that God is with me, that he's walking with me, um, that he hasn't abandoned. He hasn't abandoned me. He actually hasn't abandoned this world. Um, even though sometimes it might feel like that. So yeah. that, that gives me a lot of strength. You, yeah, you are, you already have victory, Doug. Mm -hmm. Victory is yours. You, you know, you, you are, you have already won. It's, it's settled. It's been settled. The crap, Blake. <laughs> let me tell you, let me give you an example of this in the Bible. In in Acts, uh, this is 18, and basically, didn't Luke write 18? I mean, Luke write Acts? Like, just only 18, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did, so he's yeah, writing yeah, you're, about... You're right, to Theophilus. He's writing about Paul, and in 18, he's talking about Paul ministering to the church in Corinth, and... So he says, um, well, this is verse 5, When Silas and Timothy had come to Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own, hand, your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I'll just go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a, a certain man named Justice, and so it's telling there that he's going to speak to the Gentiles. So basically, Paul was discouraged right here. Like he's saying, I'm, I'm putting all this energy into these people and they're not listening. So your blood be on your own heads. And then on down, it says, now the Lord spoke to Paul 
in the night by vision, do not be afraid. This is God speaking. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And that goes back to what you were talking about, that we don't, we're not alone in this. Uh, even, you know, God is here with us, but also the God tells Paul here, I have many in this city, just like we have many other people like us around us in this world and and wherever you're living. So we see an example of that in the Bible. I can only imagine that Doug asked that because he's discouraged, right? He, how can you stay hopeful? And then you have the hope of heaven because if you if you thought that this life on earth was as good as it got. That's it. That is when you can be discouraged. You, sh- huh, you, you that's should it. be. That's, that's it. Yeah. You should be discouraged if that's what you think. <laughs> but if you have the hope of heaven and say, it's going to get better. It might get worse on earth, but it's going to get better ultimately. Then, and that's the hope that you can have. And if you can, that's that's the whole point. You have to be able to give and show other people that hope that you have and tell them, this is, this is why I'm so excited. I don't care how things are going. I have the hope of heaven. This is not as good as it gets. And I mean... That's what I would add. Well, that's why I'm challenging Doug because look at the way he wrote it. He used he used the word predictably. Yeah. He knows the answer. Yeah. But he's just struggling with it. But you have to keep in the forefront of your mind that you know this is coming. You're not getting surprised by it. it, it, it this has to happen. I mean, it's it's not it's not something that you're you're not operating in a time where you're like, man, I really have hope that this this physical world is going to last. You know it's not. Yeah. It, like you, will die. Uh, yeah. You know that's coming. Yeah. So there's no reason to get hopeful that it it is going to last. You don't even have to believe in Scripture to, to realize no, that. No, no. I mean, you don't. No. <laughs> so, so how to stay positive knowing that's going to happen is, well, you know that's going to happen, but there's... That's, I mean, me, me and Chili were talking last night. One of the things we talked about is all, all, all the things that happen and decisions that are made and things that are leading us to the, the end, right? Uh, I, I have about come to the conclusion that the people that are making decisions just in this time and place huh. that we live in now, they don't even know what they're doing. I've come to the conclusion that. Many of them literally don't even know what they're doing. They are literally being controlled and manipulated by Satan to the point that they're acting these things out, leading this whole world yeah. in the direction that it is going to go regardless. And some of them, they don't even realize they're doing it. They're just, they, they are being manipulated on that level. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, odd. I mean, it's really odd. I don't think these people are smart enough. I don't think they're smart enough to be doing it intentionally. I don't even think they know what they're doing. Yeah, I think it's a combination of probably is of of people that have literally made the decision to give themselves over to evil and want to carry it out, and are basically doing the opposite of what we're trying to do: submitting ourselves to God and saying, "Use me for your purpose." And they're doing the exact opposite. And they're try. They're like, how can I destroy this? You know, how can I? Then I think other people are just unwittingly being pawns in that, you know, and they may yeah. not know what they're doing. But the, I mean, even what we're doing is ultimately, even the decisions we make, albeit maybe good decisions, serving God, 
everything is leading to that end. I mean, even the, the like the good stuff that you do, it, it's it's ultimately a stepping stone to get to that yeah. ultimate end point. I mean, even the what we're doing. So it's like, well, our goal is not. Like we to make- can't we can't stop the inevitable. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 good stuff that we're trying to do is not to stop the inevitable. It's just to make yeah. the most out of what time we have. People think that you do these things in order to make the world a more pleasurable place. Yeah, no. I and, mean, you know, we talked on Resurrected the other night about uh, the kind of the difference in pleasure and discomfort, and and Chad even talked about like all these things that the Bible talks about are not teaching you how to be saved or receive salvation. There's just a little bit of that tells you about that. And the rest of the stuff, you know, he kind of said, um, are, are tools and things to do to live a more pleasurable life, to allow you to be able to be in a good headspace and be able to help other people and do things for other people. And it's not to earn your salvation, so to speak. Like, I think a lot of people get that confused. And so, that just ties back into Doug's question about, you know, how to stay hopeful. And, and I would even say how to have a pleasurable life in the midst an abundant of abundant life. Yeah. an abundant, I mean, and even pleasurable, yeah. I mean, to be in a good head, if you, if you're just mentally beat down and it, maybe you have salvation, you're saved. But if you're beat down, you're not helping nobody. You're trying to you're trying to get yourself to a place to where you can pour into someone else, and so all those other things are tools and things that God has given us to fill us up, so that we can have an abundant, or you could even say pleasure, more pleasure in life, to be able to help other people. Contentment, contentment. In other words, what Blake's saying is, Christ tells us, Jesus tells us, and lived out the example in his life. He gives us a lot of information on how to walk through this life day to day, how to conduct yourself as a person, right? Those things are not in order to earn your salvation and reconciliation unto God. Those things are to help you find contentment in this life. That's what those things are for. Yep. Yep. And actually joy as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Krista, you just got to butt into this conversation (laughs) when when you you just got to just butt into this thing here, honey badger. Um, I thought he was going to call you honey. <laughs> All right. Chili, do your rapid fire. All right. Let's see. Um, uh, let me pull it up. How many scoops of coffee go into the pour over? I don't drink coffee. What's the answer, Blake? Six All tablespoons. All right. Uh, how to deal with anxiety. Well, we put a YouTube video out there. Chad did on on that. Whole series. Three that very videos. question. Whole series. Um, favorite movies. Mine's Napoleon Dynamite. What's yours? Tombstone. Blake. I don't have. I don't even Rapid watch fire. TV. I don't watch. Rapid TV. fire. Tree of Life by Terrence Malick. Boom. That's a gay movie. <laughs> uh, what? Gay, have you gay, ever seen gay it? Gay means happy. Oh, have yeah. you ever seen it? No. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> Chili, are you answering it? I did. The, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Oh, okay. Why is Blake so much cooler than Chad? <laughs> That's what Ben Thomason said. <laughs> Answer it. <laughs> it's he's not. It's because I mean, he's, he's always gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. I'm depressed most of the time. Did Chili? Take, I'm either sad or angry. <laughs> did Chili take the Hogbuster on the river trip? That's Brad asked that. I took. Uh, 
I took a new hog buster bread. I didn't take the old one. She's rusted out. Uh, <laughs> no, I cleaned it. Okay, good. Uh, has anyone ever told you, this is for Chad, that you remind them of Axl Rose? Don't know who that is. Me neither. Um, you don't know who Axl Rose is? Negative. Guns and Roses. What is your ratio of road running to trail running? What's yours, you, Chad? You said it. Oh, mine, mine's, prob- mine's probably 90-10. 90 trail, 10 road. Yeah. Mine's probably zero, zero, zero road, zero trail. Krista? What was the question? What is your ratio of road running to trail running? Zero, zero. Well, <laughs> for, the, for the guy who asked this question, or... This wh- is rapid fire, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. That, uh, that depends on what you're training for, so mine changes all the time, but right now it's heavy road. Um, thoughts? Uh, let's see. How come you guys don't film the podcast anymore? I miss watching it. Uh, well, because... Um, it was hindering the YouTube channel and it costs more to edit it than it yep. was making. Yep, that's the honest answer. Um, Anthony asked, when are y'all going to put on a 100-miler for us? Well, we already talked about the uh, the difficulty that it causes just to hold a race, so we're going to work on getting that one done The rapid-fire answer is never. <laughs> okay. Uh, never say never. Yeah, I don't like to say never. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just said it. I don't know. Um, yeah, we don't know nothing. Uh, Evangelism in the military around a bunch of alphas who want nothing to do with God. Live it. Just yep. live it. Yep. Let the Holy Spirit work through you. Don't put that burden on yourself. Uh, you looking at them too? I'm having a hard time. How do you untrain the mindset of meeting violence with greater violence? Read the Beatitudes. Um, Can you tell them where to find the Beatitudes? In Matthew, Matthew, five. Matthew, Matthew five. five. Thank you, Krista. Do you believe in a pre-tribulation rapture? Why? Why not? Uh, no, no, I do not believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. But that being said, I don't know that for a fact. And the reason I don't give that much consideration is because it doesn't matter to me. Anybody, you guys can rapid fire answer this too. Well, yeah, my answer is I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm I mean, not. Thoughts on the IRS doubling in size. I don't give a crap. I don't care. It's not good, Justin. Uh, thoughts, not good. Thoughts on Marlago uh, search warrant. Um, well, the FBI is just doing their job. They are literally the arm of the federal. It's the federal police force. They're just doing their job. I it's don't no want, different than the, the the Gestapo, Hitler's Gestapo. I don't want the FBI to exist. That'd be my answer. Yeah. Go um, watch uh, Joe Rogan and Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> Question for each of you. If you could make a constitutional constitutional amendment what would it be i would i don't like the the bill of rights because to me that insinuates that the government gives us those rights whenever i have all of the rights i have natural rights given to me by god so i don't even i wouldn't make another amendment because i have all of the rights do you think all people were born born gay yes all people uh do you think <laughs> do, do you think some people were born gay? Yes, I do. Uh, many people are born happy when they're when they're children. Ch- childhood is a happy time to be alive. Um, that thinks everybody's gay. <laughs> um, all right, Chili. Uh, let's see. Man, a lot of these were. Uh, has the whole crew read Pilgrim's Progress? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a kids version too for people who have kids out there. Or people who can't read. One, <laughs> one arm everything. Can I come on your podcast? Um, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> Maybe if I get to know you one day. Um, 
Okay. What are your guys' views on the Dutch farm crisis, famine, the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, and the Tech Triangle? Wow. <laughs> not, not, here's here's my answer. Here's my not good. My answer is who freaking cares? <laughs> not good. Um. Matt, okay. can, oh, that's. Can you elaborate on how words have power when it comes to racing slash endurance mindset? Mm power of the spoken word yes your 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 words influence your mindset you don't create anything with your words all right you don't you don't speak anything into existence simply your words influence your mindset yep that's a good distinction too all right that's a good rapid fire round bang all right. I really enjoyed this podcast I love Q&A's thank you guys for sending in the questions we couldn't do them without you um, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We really appreciate that. If you enjoy the show, please share it with someone that would get something out of it, maybe even if it's just a laugh since we had a lot of funny conversation in this show. And if you want to support 307 Project and the podcast or the YouTube channel, whatever it may be, if you just want to support us, we would really appreciate having you on Patreon. So there's a link to Patreon in the show notes of this episode. All you have to do is sign up, and uh, we do three live calls a month on there called Resurrected. There's actually about 65 episodes, full-length episodes of Resurrected on Patreon. Those are live video calls on Zoom that you can tune into where we present a topic, we have conversation, and you guys get to chime in with your input all right so that's a really fun place other than that come train with us man Uh, i'm gonna get blake to put out some more basic course dates for the next late winter and spring here soon because the current basic courses are full all the way through to christmas so we'll put out new dates for that the proving ground there may still be a few slots left for that i don't know Yeah, there's not many. That's application only, so put in your application for the Proving Grounds. And if you do so and you enjoy training with us, which I bet you will um, because we very rarely have a dissatisfied customer, and you can then come on Advanced Missions, which we will be running toward the end of this month, which I'm really looking forward to. This is 307 Project. We are a training company and content creators. Do it on the internet, son. That's it, boy. We love you guys. Enough said.